Hi there, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so glad you're here. This is a podcast for the busy mom who wants to find some extra joy in her day. In eight minutes or less, I will share my own words of encouragement for you and some God-inspired words of wisdom. When I have fabulous guests to share with you, you'll hear an inspiring interview in 20 minutes or less. I like to keep it short and sweet, actionable and encouraging. Let's get started. Welcome back to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so excited you're here. This is part two of my Q&A session with you all. This is for married couples. This is the month of love and relationships, and you don't have to have listened to episode 24 to listen to this episode. Um, But I did answer questions there for you all that you've asked, and um, let's jump into some more questions. So I had multiple people ask me about household chores in your marriage. So how do you delegate? How do you divide up household chores? And this is a really good question. And, you know, it's one that's going to have to be revisited, reassessed in different seasons. So, for example, if you just got married, if it's the two of you, it's going to be a little simpler than if you have maybe five kids. So, you know, if you and if you are in postpartum, like newly postpartum, you just had a newborn, you know, you might have to ask your husband to take on a little more for a time and you're going to have to take naps. You know, hopefully he has some time off work and in those first few weeks with your newborn, you know, probably you're not going to be doing too many chores. So just kind of acknowledging where you're at right now, I think is the first step. And then after that, if you want to get really practical with it and really dive into how to divvy it all up, you can go in your journal, go on the notes section of your phone and write down all of your tasks that you need to get done. Like whatever comes to mind, dishes, sweeping, laundry, grocery shopping, anything. And I'm sure if you go on Pinterest or do a quick Google search, it'll come up with, you know, household tasks. And there's a lot of great YouTubers who go into this more. Um, I can link to my favorite ones. But I will say that kind of getting a bird's eye view of everything that needs to be done, I think is helpful when you're trying to divide up tasks and delegate and maybe you have older kids as well so you need to get them involved have them start doing chores I will say that my three-year-old is able to clean the baseboards in our apartment and I give her a baby wipe and she wipes them down I do not like cleaning baseboards so I have delegated that to her our baseboards aren't always clean there's definitely dust on them but you know it's teaching her personal responsibility which I think is really important as a parent to teach our children that. Um, She also puts her own laundry away. I have a bin for each type of clothes. So like she has a bin for her dresses, a bin for her pants, a bin for her shirts. Um, So anyway, that's something that you can do. Think about, you know, what season are you in? What needs to get done in your home? And then have a conversation with your husband, you know, sit down and maybe even have a family family meeting if your um, kids are old enough and all discuss how you're going to work together. I think creating a sense of teamwork in your marriage, if it's just the two of you, 
a sense of teamwork in your family with you and your kids. I think that's huge and everyone needs to contribute to the household. So that's my, you know, few minute answer. I could go into it more if you're interested. Reach out to me if you want to know more. And like I said, I will link to some really awesome people that I've learned from online. Um, people on Instagram, people that are on YouTube and make videos all about um, cleaning and household tasks. Okay, so I love this next question. Easy, cheap date night ideas. Um, and also, follow up, how to keep romance alive during the baby slash little kid era. Oh, this is good. And something I've been working on in my own marriage. So easy and cheap date night ideas. So one thing is that if you get gift cards from people, you know, save those up for date night um, and use those. If you don't get gift cards um, and you need to keep it really simple and cheap, so one way is if you can get out for an hour or two, I would suggest going on a coffee date. And I like that because oftentimes during the day I have more energy and I can give my husband more of like my best self instead of at the end of a long day at 8 p.m. or whatever it is. Um, you know, I don't have as much energy. I don't have as much to give. Um, I, I do give it anyway because it's important to me to pour into my marriage daily. Um, although sometimes I go to bed at 9 p.m. and we decide we'll chat the next night and hang out the next night. But you know, in general, I try to give my husband as much as I can. But during the day, oh man, I have way more energy, don't you? Um, so I think coffee dates are helpful. And just getting like a drip coffee, it's not very much. Usually it's like two or three bucks. And and so that could be like a less than $10 date. Um, getting ice cream, we like doing that too. That's something that you can do during the day or in the evening. Um, also, in the evening making it really special with like popcorn and a movie or popcorn and a show. We love The Office. Um, so just kind of getting creative with those things. And I will say it again, I've said it before, turning off the phones or putting them in the other room so you're not distracted by your phone. Um, and I think that goes into keeping the romance alive and keeping that connection really important to get rid of the phone when you're having time with your spouse. Um, and sometimes as a mom, you know, maybe you're newly postpartum, you're not feeling the romance, um, you're exhausted. That is totally legitimate. And there are seasons where, you know, you just need to go to sleep. Like you need to go to bed and get your sleep when you can because the baby's going to wake you up in two hours. Um, but in general, I would say to keep the romance alive when you have little ones is to just connect with your spouse every evening. Like look at them in the eye and talk to them, get to know them, ask them questions, try to take an interest in them that is genuine. And I think for us women, that talking, that communication often does lead to other things. Um, and I think those intimate things that happen with your spouse are very important to keep doing. Um, and so I think what can really help is looking at our spouse, just getting to know them and reminding ourselves why we fell in love with them in the first place. And the last thing I'll say about keeping romance alive and having easy, cheap date nights um, is to listen to episode 21. Tommy talks about dating your spouse. So good. I love his tips and it's very inspiring. Um, so someone asked about blended families and I am no expert in that, 
but I did get an email to my inbox recently. I looked at it and I thought, oh, wow, this is meant to be. I'm going to share this. Dr. Gary Chapman, who is the author of Five Love Languages, he wrote a book with author Ron Deal. And Ron Deal is a blended family expert. They wrote a book called Building Love Together in Blended Families. I'm going to link to that in the show notes. I hope that's helpful. And maybe Ron Deal will have other resources for you. Okay, so last question. And I want to keep it short because I like to keep these chats um, eight minutes or less. This one's going to go a little bit longer because I have a lot to say about this question. And um, these Q&A sessions are going to go up to maybe 10 or 15 minutes just because it's like a question and answer style where I feel like you all are interviewing me. Um, So these episodes will be a little longer than eight minutes. I hope that's okay. And I hope you enjoy the time listening. Okay. So this person asked, how do you know when to let things go versus when they will subconsciously build up? And they're talking about in their marriage. This is a really good question. And what I see beneath the surface is this sense of resentment. So maybe this person in their marriage has some things, they are married to a wonderful spouse, but they have some things that are building under the surface and maybe they're subconscious, maybe they're starting to become conscious and there's some resentment there. And they're wanting to let things go and be a loving wife and be godly, holy, um, and imitate Jesus in, you know, forgiving their spouse. But hey, we're human. Like resentment happens. It does build up and it's real and it's a part of marriage when things are left unsaid. So what I want to challenge everybody listening to do is to think about what are the things left unsaid in my marriage? What is something I'm holding on to? Is it something that maybe I can go to God and ask him to just release me from it, heal me, and it's just between me and him, me and God? Or is it possible that you need to present this to your spouse? Do you need to offer it to them and say, I love you and I want to work together? So can we talk about this? Can we talk about the fact that I asked you to do the dishes and it didn't happen again? Can we talk about the fact that you're home late again? Can we talk about the fact that we were going to have a date night, but it keeps getting canceled? We keep not scheduling it. We keep not planning time together. Can we talk about the fact that You're on your phone too much. That's something my husband told me. Um, And I think presenting it in a way where you're offering it, you're working together. It's in a loving way. And so I think, listen to episode 23 that came out yesterday. Um, Karen Cruz is a counselor. She has a lot of good stuff to say about marriage and healing brokenness in marriage because there's going to be brokenness when you bring two imperfect people together. It's just going to happen. So I just challenge you to think about whether are you really letting it go or is it resentment and you need to just air things out in a loving kind way so I hope this was helpful I really enjoy answering your questions and if you have more please reach out to me on Instagram by emailing me I will leave links in the show notes and I will chat with you all soon thanks for being here bye for now so much for listening to 500 seconds to joy i'm so grateful to have you here as a part of this community and if you love listening to these episodes as much as i love sharing them with you 
hit subscribe on your podcast app. And if you're an Android user, you can download the Stitcher app and subscribe there. That way you know every time a new episode goes live. Thanks for being here, friend. Bye for now.